It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And welcome to Carcon Carne. I'm James Van Osdell. And quick programming note, in the days to come here on Carcon Carne, Sunday, it's a Valentine's gift to me. Dwayne Dennison, just this incredible guitarist. You know him from the Jesus Lizard. You know him from Tomahawk. Uh, He'll be joining me on Valentine's Day. New Tomahawk album on the way, the first in like eight years. Uh, Then on Monday, the best diver in the history of the sport. That is no exaggeration. This is not hyperbole. Greg Luganis will be joining me on Monday here on Carcon Carne. But right now, we are keeping things about as Chicago as can possibly be. There is so much music clout on this Zoom session, it threatens to bring down the Internet. Uh, Just going around the room right now, we have two of Chicago's legendary music curators, one from the live music space, the other from the world of TV. Uh, These are two guys who are responsible for introducing us to more music than we can quantify. Their passion for music is obvious. It's infectious. It's legendary. Joe Shanahan, owner of Metro, Smart Bar, and Ginger Man. And then there's Jerry Bryant, the JB of JB TV. And finally, one of the most significant rock songwriters to come out of Chicago in the last 30 years. He is Scott Lucas of Local H. That band's most recent album, Lifers, is yet another high watermark in an already stellar discography. So much music clout. It, it's all it's damn near overwhelming, guys. Nice to see you all tonight. Great nice to be here. I see you. The reason. Thank the pro- you, James, for having us on your uh, podcast this evening. We appreciate that. Well, I, I'm del- always delighted to see all three of you. And the main reason we're here is because this weekend, it is the first virtual festival in Chicago in 2021. It is the JBTV Revolution Television Virtual Festival. Three days of just jaw-dropping artists doing live performances, stuff from the JBTV archives, which are tremendous and cool. And I think we all would love the excuse to play in the JBTV archives for a while, which we can do this weekend. So with that, let's go right to Jerry Bryant, the titular JB. What's in store for this festival? Well, we have a lot of great bands on it. Uh, how it all started is I've got all these tapes that we uh, digitized and we digitally remastered them for the special. So, uh, and they include some of the finest bands in the world, like Local Age, Scott Lucas, <laughs> which was an awesome performance. And we got the Smashing Pumpkins. Let's see, we've got Mayday Parade, Alt-J. Now, a lot of these performed on our JBTVHD stage. And Imagine Dragons, Atlas Genius, Frank Turner, Fallout Boy, Youngblood, Pup, Han, Failure, The Joy Formidable, Sir Sly, Dead Sarah, The Ting Tings, The Wombats, which has an interesting story because uh, my surgeon uh, at Northwestern Hospital, Dr. Michael McGee, loves the band. And during my surgery, he uh, had the Wombats playing. So we had to include them. Charlie XCX, The Struts. Uh, Chicago's own Taylor Bennett, uh, Arizona, Gary Newman, Twin Peaks, Grandson, AWOL Nation. It's an action-packed, it's our first ever virtual festival. So, uh, Gary Gary Newman's from Arizona? Is that what you just said? (laughs) Yeah, no, no. Yeah, he's from Arizona. That's right. He does live in Los Angeles now, as I understand. I think it is. 
having fun here, man. Yeah, this is, this is an incredible list but of you, performances. But, but you did you did leave one band out that I have to make issue that um, okay. you, you have to include them because the Chicago centric aspect of the festival is one of the reasons why I wanted to jump in. And, you know, obviously the pumpkins, you know, local H. But Twin Peaks is going to be on this, too, right? Yes. Yeah, he said Twin Peaks. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh, I, I, I was confused by Arizona and Gary Newman. I, I, I'm short of time. <laughs> um, yeah, you started to zone out by the time you got to Twin Peaks. You're just like, I can't keep it all straight. There's so much. The, the tonnage of it all was overwhelming. Yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. But yeah, it is Chicago heavy, as we would expect and hope. How long did it take to put all this stuff together and, and comb through all these performances to kind of figure out what this almost 30 band lineup was going to be? Well, the biggest thing I think was uh, Michael Harnett, who uh, was working with the record companies to get all the people contacted and make sure everything's cool, you know? Uh, so he, he sort of went through it all. I've been just sort of archiving the tapes. So I've been dealing with the digitation of it, making sure that they're all properly, uh, you know, processed and everything. So they look good on TV. And, uh, of course, two of the performances from Chicago's Metro are just incredible with Scott Lucas and uh, Smashing Pumpkins. And those were. Well, hey, uh, hey, Jerry, what show is the I know that the Pumpkins is the 93 Siamese the Dream nine, yes. launch. But what is the local H era? What which it's the, which. It's the last show that we did with Scott where we had. Uh, Remember the well, Scott will tell you because he kept saying he was the well, it was sort of dirty. I don't know if I can say it. He's what year he Scott? It was like uh, a couple of years ago. 2016, right? The uh, yeah. As Good As Dead show? Yeah. Oh, right, Scott. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and what the fuck did I say that was so dirty? Well, because <laughs> you had the two drummers on stage with you. Yeah. And you kept saying that you were like the penis or something with the ball. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, right. That was the I, uh, Two Balls and a Dick tour. That's, that yeah. was it. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. a great show. And, and you know what? At the end, I'm not going to give too much away if you haven't seen it. But at the end, Scott decides to not only do uh, you were like uh, surfing the audience. And on top of it, you're crawling up in the balcony. You remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Joe <laughs> loves it when I do that. Hey, yeah. listen, I, I'm usually following behind him with at least a, a couple of the, the bigger security guys to make sure that, you know, no one gets hurt. Mostly <laughs> Scott, you know, right. remember, he's the only guitar player I've know that played Metro that actually went into the sound booth and stood on like the soundboard. Do you remember when you did that? You you, you had the. You had your cordless guitar. I remember that you it, it yeah. was it, you and you just kept walking around the. I think it was New Year's Eve. Was it a New Year's Eve show? That sounds about right. I mean, yeah. I, I got the idea from David Yao, so it's his fault. That, <laughs> yeah, that I did that. So he's he, he, he yeah he, he's a guy, he's That's a good a dangerous dangerous role model. And who was the bartender that you sang Happy Birthday to, Scott? Who was eighty six years old at the time? <laughs> Kelly Way. She, she oh, Kelly Way. Absolutely. Just turned 90. Yeah, she's she's doing really well. I think wow. she poured 90 shots of whiskey for um uh Scott and I and all of our friends and then we we toasted and sang happy birthday to her. I think it was a a, a big time toast. It was great. Yeah. 
it's, so, it's such a legendary uh, metro. It's such a legendary venue uh, to do shows at. I, you know, uh, as Scott knows, and so does Joe, that I've done hundreds of shows there. It seems like, and uh, every one has been very, very special. And how about you, Scott? You know, when you get on the stage at the metro, isn't it like one? It's like a high altar of rock and roll. It's like you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something different about the metro than uh, other venues, and. You know, you don't have to be just from Chicago to, to feel like that. You know, you can talk to bands that are from all over the place and, you know, met, they pick the Metro out. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. There's why. nothing like Metro. I, I can't tell you guys last year I was able to take my son to his first Metro show. So I'm at that point in life where I, I get to bring a whole new generation to the venue. Uh, at that point, he was probably 17. Okay, so that's the rite of passage. That's the totally an amazing era of a young man or young woman's life. And for, for them to see a show at a venue the size of Metro, they come in and they like, oh, my gosh, it's so big. And then they go to the United Center and realize, oh, wow, that Metro place is a little intimate club. Hey, I wanted to mention real quick that, you know, Scott Lucas is, is, is quite, he's a friend, he's a colleague, um, but you know, he belongs to a very special club that he has played every decade that the club, the company and the club has been opened. So it's in 80s, 90s, 2000, 2000. I mean, I have to say there, there are only a few that actually could have that uh, crown, so to speak. Um, the local eight shows at Metro have always been just it's nothing but almost friends we'd all know each other we it could stretch into two shows three shows but it's it, we see the same uh visceral sort of like enjoyment um there's always a party at g-man tavern after or in smart bar for that matter yeah. um but you know scott you've made you know metro your laboratory and and a place where you've tried a lot of different things uh, full records can you tell me maybe i mean I mean, New Year's Eve, you've done so many different things here. But I remember I remember you, you and I talking about a particular show where I, I think you were trying out some new material, some new songs. And it was like, you, you, you weren't nervous, but you were like, I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. What was that? Do you remember when we talked about that? That I was nervous? No, that <laughs> you were trying some new material. All of them. Uh, I don't remember. Uh I don't the first time you played, I, I mean, I got to remember, I, I think it was a, you had just recorded a record. You came in, you said, I'm going to try some new stuff tonight. We'll see how it goes. We're going to wing it. And it was like, everybody went bananas for it. Um, and I want to say that was certainly like, you know, like in the last 10 years, um, as you kind of like, you know, workshop some, some things sometimes. Wow. I, I can't remember I can't remember that. I mean, you know, it, like you say, it's like the Metro is not the United Center, but it's also not somebody's living room. And you, you can't just, you know, unleash 10 new songs that nobody's heard and, and expect the show not to go south. So we must have had to be feeling pretty comfortable to try something like that, you know? Um, yeah. So because you've, you've started some tours at Metro and you've yeah. ended some tours at Metro. Right. It's always I, more fun to end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're you're going to sleep in your own bed. <laughs> right. Sort of. And the last Scott, time you, what, last Scott, time you played Metro was a year ago. Was it what? 
What was the first show that we taped with you at the Metro? You guys recorded that show. I think it was on the Pack Up the Cats tour. And, yep. and that's really good footage that you guys got. We were really excited because we we're like, oh, Jerry's here, you know, and, uh, you know, there you were like right in front of me, right, right with the camera. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. So, I mean, that was a that was a big deal. Yeah, I've run camera for every show and I edit all the shows, too. I'm sort of a, you know, <laughs> a crazy guy on that part. Well, Jerry, you are you are an ultimate you're the ultimate fan i mean i, I was on a, 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 a morning show with jimmy chamberlain this morning and we both came up with the same idea about you and scott's just you know again you know reiterated that and that is your love for music your love for live music you know is 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 unto yourself i mean i have to say that that's why someone like myself and i'm sure scott jumped at the chance to be part of the jbtv festival and 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 to you know talk about it with james van osdell i mean clearly the, you know you it's a testament to chicago your archive and the work that you put in and that's why like i was like so excited to to be part of this because you were, you're one of the biggest fans I know I'm a fan first. I'm not like James Van Osdo who knows the history of all the bands and everything. <laughs> I'm, 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 a, I'm a huge fan. We're all, we're all fans. And I mean, I, I said it at the beginning of this interview, uh, specific to Joe and Jerry, you guys are curators. I mean, I, I think Scott would agree with me. I mean, growing up in this town, you guys helped shape the stuff we're into, you know, going to Metro. I mean, I remember seeing the Stranglers at Cabaret Metro in like 1987. And that was a transformative moment. I, I, sure. I could name any number of shows along the way. I can name any number of videos I saw or performances on JBTV. I mean, you guys are legit curators. And in a world where everything is so algorithmically based, there's such a value that people tend to overlook of real honest to God curation in the world of music. And that curation is done by people who are fans. You guys. Well, let me just take, take this real quick. And just I just remembered a couple of things about Scott. One, Scott, do you remember when you read the the rejection letter that I gave sent to you from yeah. Uh, yeah, from you got on stage? Because I used to like review all these tapes uh, and and then send letters out to people and say, oh, you know, I'm not so sure this is going to work out at this time. And Scott got a hold of the first letter I sent him. <laughs> it was a stay in touch, but uh, but he read it on stage, and I have to say, I think the the playfulness that that Metro's been able to sort of like have with artists and bands, it turns into like a more relaxed and a more relaxed or fun atmosphere that Jerry's been able to pick up on, on film, etc. But I also just wanted to remark that at the beginning of the pandemic, um, Scott was one of the first bands to step up and we did a, 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 sh a concert, basically a show on the sidewalk of Metro with the SOS save our stages message behind uh, the band. It was just, it was just, it was just incredible, Scott. Um, if you remember that day um, and that seems like so long ago now, um, yeah. but it was about a year ago and we, we are not even, it was springtime, but yeah. do you remember, do you remember that? And you did so what you did three or four songs. Yeah, I think we did a couple. Uh, and you know, I, you had us right up there on the sidewalk and it was, it was good. It was fun. You know, I'm so glad we were there. And because we, we couldn't come in the venue and right. you were like, you were like, let's just do it right here under the marquee. And it was like, again, 
the relationship between the club, the artist, the promoter, you know, you as a singer songwriter. And, and I just love that, 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 that playfulness and that, and we came up with something really cool. That's what, you know, that's what we do. One of the silver linings I've found over the past 11 months, and I've looked for them really long and hard is that people by and large want to help. So when Scott did things like that through the year, it, it reaffirmed my belief that people just want to do right by each other. And I think we see this with civil save our stages. We all want to, we all want to do right by the people who we, we love and, and think nice things about and who do great things for us. I, I think there's a lot of good out there. And that example that Joe just gave, I think is a great example. Yeah. But it's also been like the audience, the audience has completely blown me away. And, you know, like all the, 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 uh, the GoFundMe's that people have been putting up for different clubs and people uh, donating to civil and, you know, all these things that people have been doing this past year have been really kind of, when you contrast that with all the ugliness that you see day in day out on television and, you know, on online with people and what they're actually doing, it kind of really gets to me, you know, it's kind of amazing. Like people have really stepped up for us personally as a band too. We wouldn't have been able to survive this year without the audience that you know listens to our band and buys our records and stuff like that. It's pretty amazing. So I just wanted to to, to tag off that real quickly, James, and, and say that, you know, another part of the JBTV um, uh, Revolution Festival, the virtual festival that happens Friday, Saturday and Sunday this weekend, um, you know, when Michael and Jerry came to me, um, they invited uh, us to create this uh, charity and this benefit for the Chicago Independent Venue League, Civil. And uh, we turned it into the Chicago Independent Venue League Save Fund, S-A-V-E. Those funds that we'll raise from selling the $12 ticket for the single day pass or the $22 ticket for the three day VOD pass, that money will go to helping the staff that I've had to furlough from Metro and all of the civil members. There's 70,000 people that have been affected by the furlough, the stoppage of work, the stoppage of concerts and civil leading the Chicago uh, uh, way here Um, The funds will go to the venues, the staff and the artists that uh, have been affected by the uh, the pandemic. It also in turn helps NIVA, N-I-V-A, which is the National Independent Venue Association. And so that is like 2000 members nationwide. They're a big part of the reason why the SOS, Save Our Stages and or the SVOG, the Shuttered Venues Operators Grants, that is coming, the, the help that's coming from Washington that has been passed through Congress and the Senate and actually signed by the, our last president. Um, and we're waiting for the funds. We're still not funded yet, but those funds are coming. This is also part of the way to you know, continue to support the venues, the staff. I mean, you know, Scott's girlfriend, excuse me, uh, fiance uh, is a bartender at the G-Man Tavern and at Metro. I mean, she's been out of work. I mean, everybody's got a side hustle right now. But I think about the staff 
more so than I think about myself in this situation because of the fact that they've really been hard hit. This, the, the sound men, the, the, lighting, the lighting people, uh, the, the hospitality people, I mean, the bus drivers, I mean, across the board, the mechanics of, of our industry is massive. We're not just a cultural engine. We're an economic engine. And that has literally had a stop. So I appreciate, Jerry, you and Michael coming to us and offering us the ability to raise funds for civil and for NIVA through the, this weekend. I can't even thank you enough. Well, we're doing it for a good cause, and it means so much to keep these uh, venues going and to keep the people around it going because uh, they're the lifeblood of the music community throughout the United States and especially here in Chicago. Is also Nordoff Robbins, which is uh, the UK's largest music therapy charity, which is uh, part of this too. And I like music therapy, as you know, Joe, we both have uh, our, our things with cancer and music has been a good part of my recovery and I'm sure yours too. Yes, that's very true, Jerry. And, and the interesting thing is that, and, and Scott, I, I think you know this, is that, again, I've always looked at things like, I like to, I like to think globally, but act locally. And this is a very, very good example. I mean, this will be a, a global event. This will go in, this will be in Europe as well as America. Um, the times for the festival are on the website, JBTV Festival, also on MetroChicago.com, Civil.com. Um, but as I said, I think that, uh, Jerry, to your point, um, we, we need live music. This is, this is a way to sort of experience some of the live shows that happened uh, in the in the last, you know, 20 years. But also you have a ton of studio stuff, right? And like maybe oh, outtakes, yeah. B-rolls. We love those. We love those those JBTB, uh, JBTV uh, episodes. Tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, we got a, we got a little behind the scenes segment with BTS. You know, BTS, when they came to our little studio, was their first television appearance in America. And uh, it was like having the Beatles come into <laughs> the United States, but uh, it was sort of a private show. And there were still people that showed up outside when they found out about it. And uh, are, are they, they literally they played to, on. Are they uh, related to BTO, Bachman Turner Overdrive? Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're that boy band from uh, <laughs> South Korea. So, no, they did. They came in. It was like their first small stage that they ever performed on. And it's sort of something we just did it, you know, to be a little different, I guess. And uh, and then they blew up right after that. So uh, that's a little story there. But all the bands, we've had so many great. Uh, you know, it's nice about JBTV. I have a private small studio by invite only. So the only people that usually show up for these shows are, are the fans of the band. And that means so much to be there, you know, and Scott's played on our stage at least two or three times too. So, uh, you know, you know how it is Scott to be that close to everybody. It's not like, uh, on the, you know, the Metro stage, but, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's a much, uh, deader room. I mean, I know that's the technical term, but, uh, yeah, you can like, you can hear somebody whispering in the corner in that room. That's pretty, pretty crazy. So a three-day festival, and it's shot by JBTV. So that means it's going to look great. It's going to sound great. Uh, tomorrow, February 12th, uh, Fall Out Boy, Imagine Dragons, Local H from five years ago, Frank Turner, Alt-J, Atlas Genius, Bad Sons. That could, you know, if that were it for the entire weekend, we'd be good. That's night one. It just I keeps mean, going. Like, it's it's 30 bands. It's like 20 hours of music. 
And with the VOD pass that you get for the three-day pass, you can watch it up for up for up to a week, right, Jerry? Yes, yes. So and it's it, all good. It cause. doesn't cost much. It doesn't cost much, and it is. It's for a great cause. February thirteenth. The struts, you got the wombats. There's a story there, apparently. Failure, Sir Sly, the Ting Tings, the Joy Formidable. Day three has the pumpkins. Oh, the pumpkins is the Siamese dream show from Metro. Right. Yes. God. I actually I actually introduced the show. That's amazing. Yes. Right, Jerry? Yes, I think I'm, do. I think I actually do the 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 chores of introducing the band. Yes, I uh, a while back I had some interviews with you, Joe, and you you talk so uh, highly of so many different bands and uh that was one I just sort of dug out. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, again, it's, it's, we're, in, we're in a city that has such great music and so many great artists. Uh, and we have a lot more. We could do a few more festivals maybe during the year because I have like 5,000 tapes literally in my house here in my closet. <laughs> Packed everywhere, that. you know. And yeah, hey, David. Jerry, you know, one of the things that we talked about, I don't know, years ago, but and, and, and Scott knows this too. Like, you know, we are fans of music and, 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 and that's probably why we continue to do what we're doing. And Metro will be celebrating its 40th anniversary in, in, in 2022. And I plan to be open. And I think about some of the things I would stumble through uh, JBTV. And I remember one that I just totally blows my mind. I, I've, I've told you about this is the Joey Ramone moment, you know, and, and, because I was such a Ramones fan. I mean, Metro, you know, kind of is what it is because I was a Ramones fan. I, I used to road trip for the Ramones and road trip for Cheap Trick. Those were the two bands. So between those two kind of makes up a little bit of my uh, musical DNA. And what was that story about Joey when he came to the studio and stuff? Well, he would come to our studio and he would say, nobody in the band wants me to talk. And he came twice yeah. to our TV studio and uh, he would he would sit there and talk for an hour or so. And we'd play his music videos and uh, he would tell all kinds of stories. He had a really cool story that uh, he was talking about a, a cab driver that yeah. was crazy in New York. And, uh, you know, and, uh, and then I made fun of him because, you know, he, he sounds a bit like Howard Stern. Joey yeah. Ramone did. And I said, you know, Joey, you know, Howard Stern's stealing your whole thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he was quite it was quite it was a good time talking to him because, uh, you know, he said nobody would ever let him talk in the band. And I don't know why, but uh, so he, he nobody just, in the band wanted Joey Ramone to talk. That's no. what he would say. Yeah, it was like yeah. Johnny. Yeah. It was all Johnny. Uh, Here's the yeah. thing. Yeah, the Ramones are one of the two loudest bands I've ever seen in concert. That is no exaggeration. What's the loudest show you guys have seen? Got uh, Allison Chains. There have been so many shows at the Metro that are nice and loud. Let me tell you, because you, uh, Joe, you have the best sound too. You put <laughs> so much effort. I remember at the beginning how you would be buying another console, and you go, "I need more speakers and and everything." You've really uh, made the club uh, special for sound, and that means so much when you go to clubs because a lot you. of times you go to some places and the sound of if it isn't right, it really isn't good for the band or anybody, you know. But when the sound is perfect, it just means it it, it it's yeah. good. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, the, that, the primal's loud. That primal scream show at the Metro oh, when they toured oh, Exterminator, super loud. And I have may, I may have taken a couple of things at that. And yeah. they just, as the show was going on, he just kept turning it up louder and louder and louder. And he, I think he took your system as far as it could possibly go. And okay. I was freaking okay. out. 
Okay, so that's where I step in. Okay, so so loudest shows that I've been to, and then, and I'm just gonna, I'm going to focus on Metro because there's some other other ones that I've, I've I've experienced in other places, but no doubt about it, Motorhead. Oh yeah, I mean, I was going to say literally, that. Yep. literally, literally, Jolly and I were on stage and we we're looking at the lighting truss, and there was dust coming out of of the lighting truss. They 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 basically every dust bunny was gone. After, I mean, there, I mean, the stage was like full of plaster because it literally was shaking the foundation of the room. So that was that that that's one. Second one has to be, and 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 Corrigan can attest to this as well. My bloody Valentine and yeah. Dinosaur Junior. Just got remember this one. Yeah. I mean, it was it was like a jet plane taking off for like ninety minutes, and then they came back and did another band did ninety minutes of the same absolute complete loud beautiful noise remember the pa at that time was my uh was the pa that i i picked up from prince because prince had built a pa and didn't like it the way that the the boxes the boxes were too big so he sold it on like 10 cents on the dollar and my friend worked for prince at the time and i bought prince's pa which helped me get prince a little bit a little bit later down the road but um I will say that those those three shows really stand out. But for the band that actually did blow up the system um, and they told me they were going to blow it up, LCD sound system. James Murphy told me, Joe, I'm going to blow up your system tonight and just charge me. (laughs) It was a five thousand dollar like like moment for him. I was like. What did I mean? His town guy just kept turning it up, turning it up. And then eventually it was just like, it just, it just quit. <laughs> One bass drop too many. There you go. It's funny. Right before you said my bloody Valentine, Bobby Telemine, who I'm sure we all know, uh, said the same thing. Like he yeah, said, was, definition of loud is what he yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah that shows legendary. That, yeah. That dinosaur junior, my bloody Valentine one. I think we were, we did a DB test on that one. And I think we were at about 127 DB, which is <laughs> nothing. I think Motorhead might have been louder. The time I saw Motorhead in a clubish type show, it was physically oppressive. Yeah. Where, where you feel the bass like punching you in the chest. Yeah. yeah. Visceral. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. To the point where you're thinking, I don't know if I'm even enjoying this right now because <laughs> this hurts me. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, all right. So this weekend, it's happening. The JBTV Revolution Television Virtual Festival. More than 25 bands. Proceeds are going to, to the right place. This Look, it, as, I, as we're talking right now, it is snowing again in Chicago. It is cold. It is. This is the worst part of winter. We're all going to be home this weekend. This is what we should be doing. This is what I will encourage people to do. This is, if you're a music fan, this, this is a no brainer. Yeah. I agree. I do too. (laughs) All right. So if people want to want to get in on this, Jerry Bryant of JBTV of the JBTV Revolution Television Virtual Festival, where do they get their tickets? Just go online uh, at uh, JBTV. And uh, where else can we get those, uh, Joe? I think it's all through you, my friend. I think that you're you're uh, I think it's called uh, Tickster is Uh your ticket company. And uh, all of it goes directly to um, the three charities we mentioned, civil uh, Niva and Nordic Robbins, um, all very uh, worthwhile uh, charities, beneficiaries. And then in, within that, especially with the civil um, is the civil save fund 
those dollars will go to the staff, the venues, and the artists that are currently without uh, without work. Um, it's an ambitious project. Um, I would, you know, certainly love to see, you know, 10,000 of these tickets sold, you know, it would be, it would be my dream if we got to that number. Um, uh, I, I think that's possible. I know that Ryan Arnold from DeSoto has taken on a, a lot of the PR and the media uh, challenge here. Um, Michael Harnett, Jerry, Jerry Bryan himself, you know, I mean, you guys are all, we're all promoting uh, this, uh, even Scott coming on today. I mean, I messaged, messaged him this afternoon. I said, are we going to do this? I'm game if you are. I mean, everybody is feeling like, you know, it's a good thing to, uh, like Scott had said, like almost a silver lining. You know, we're seeing such, you know, with the impeachment trials and everything else, that all this evil and all this really recklessness that's going on in our lives and our world. Here we are, we're doing a music festival and we're, and we're giving money to people that really, really need it. I, I, I couldn't say that I'd be proud enough to be part of something so noble. And Jerry and Michael, thank you for bringing this to life and including everybody here. Well, that was our goal to help people. And uh, we were thinking of different ways to do it. And we figured, hey, we got the archive. Let's try this, you know, and it's all Absolutely. digitally remastered. So it's like seeing it uh, all new again, you know, and uh, so I hopefully everybody will enjoy it. And uh, sure. with the past, they could watch it all week. So, you know, yeah, that's cool. Right, yeah, so that's the past is the way to go. I have to say, for like twenty bucks, whatever, whatever, t- oh, yeah. whatever ticketing fees are on top of that. I I don't know exactly what the fees are on it, Jerry, but you know, probably for under thirty dollars, you're going to have like, you know, you know, thirty hours of music. If you do the math, I, mean, I have to say that's a pretty good deal. But you know, even if you got the pass and you're you, you're making dinner, you know, you could be listening to uh, Gary Newman from Arizona. <laughs> well and we're in this world where we've all maxed out there's nothing left to watch so in this oasis of entertainment here you are providing relief it's like you're giving medicine to the sick all weekend by by giving us 30 hours of music it's going to be awesome so that's beautiful james thank you yeah thank you guys you know i love and adore you all i really appreciate you doing this thank you love it being here thank you for putting us on